Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to take the plane to You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Dick Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show, all the way from across the pond. Here are your hosts, Tiff Sweeney and Richard Hindley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. This is episode number 166. I'm your host, Biff Sweeney, and joined here by my good friend and draft tech analyst, Rich Tinley. And the Jets are after coming off... Uh, Pretty miserable 24-9 loss um, against um, the Ravens. And to be honest, the Ravens, they weren't, they didn't look that special apart from their D-line. Um, disappointing, Rich. Yeah, extremely disappointing, to be honest. Uh, look, you kind of expect a little bit of uh, incohesion week one of the season. And then also add in the fact being that you have Joe Flacco, who's probably not the greatest starting quarterback. But... Yeah, there was some nice bits of it, but yeah, a lot of it was quite underwhelming, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, um, which we'll I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, I thought, to be honest, I was very disappointed with Joe Flacco. I was expecting a lot more um, from a vet that like is a Super Bowl winner, came from um, an established organisation from the Ravens, but to be honest, he's, his footwork was desperate. He's Stepping back in the pocket was like he was in slow motion. It looked like his feet was in concrete boots. Um, his motion to throw the ball was very, very slow at winding up. His accuracy between 5 to 10 yards was an absolute disgrace. I, I tell you one thing. My wife now, to be honest, would have thrown the ball there. Like, he, he'd, he'd, I'd say three throws to the running backs and there were handy throws with nobody around the running back and he was hitting the floor every time in front of their feet and to be honest that's not good enough um, absolutely not good enough in my, my book. Uh, the other thing is I was watching now carefully the, some of the plays when they were breaking down and he had a few of the wide receivers wide open and chose the wrong option um, he was getting an awful lot of pressure because he was so slow. The offensive line wasn't very good because they were basically backtracking with the, the likes of Clay Campbell and Pierce bull rushing. Um, 
they're they were just relentless on pass rush between the 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 linebackers, the outside linebacker, excuse me, the linebackers, the D the D defensive line. But in saying that, they're, they're, the Ravens' offense wasn't that good because I thought the Jets' defense played pretty good. Like for a change, like they were fairly stingy when it came to um, the Ravens, like giving up players. Now, and the, the, the players they gave up were big players. Um, so I'm pretty disappointed. Like I'm, I'm actually disappointed now. In Robert Salah as well. A few teams he came out and said to the media about certain players. Um, I was pretty disgusted now. Um, the way he threw uh, Wilson under the bus about he should have. Uh, should have done a certain. He shouldn't have done as much in the play where he was. He was back and forth and all that, and he got he got actually got extra yards. But at the end of it all, it was Robert Salah that actually didn't go for it and went like four and one. After Wilson brought the ball up to you know one yard um, to the to the line, and he threw more underneath the bus as well, which I wasn't too pleased with. When then you had. Davis there dropping the ball on his first play, where last year you had him dropping the ball five times and he caused interceptions last year as well. So to me, that's not good enough when it comes to Wilson, where he's supposed to be a, a seasoned vet wide receiver and he's supposed to be counted on. Like for me, looking at that game, Wilson was your best player on offense and Wilson should have got more snaps than what he did. So like he didn't get enough snaps and like you seen him in the second half, he was he was on fire every time he got the ball or every time the ball came near him. So and when it came to the offensive line, like I I'm not I'm not down on the offensive line. I know they allowed a lot of pressure to got bullied. Like Max on the right, rookie fourth round pick. I thought he done he done an alright job against uh, a defensive line like that. You look at Fant, Fant looked like he was getting bullied a few times, but like this this off season, Fant Fant was absolutely screwed around by the organization. You're playing left. No, you're playing right. No, you're back to left. They have come from an injury. Um, Tom Tomlinson had a bit of rust there. He got bullied a bit on the on the left, where all the pressure was coming on the left. Um, like this offensive line didn't get much. Oh, time. great! Either. No, but like the, the the offensive line didn't get much time to bond over the the summer. So I'm not really down on them. I'm just I'm down on Salah, I'm down on Flacco, I'm down on a, a couple of key players. And over to you. Like, you're after speaking a lot of negatives, which I kind of agree with. One though, where I kind of actually disagree slightly uh, was actually on Corey Davis. I thought uh, Corey Davis was a, a bright spot, as in like that you could see he can do stuff with this offense moving forward. I thought uh, Elijah Moore was pretty good as well. And yeah, Wilson again, Really, really good. Just wondering why he was held out of the game for so long. Like, what was that all about? You know what I mean? As a coaching decision, seems strange. He was going to be used as some type of weapon. I don't know. It was he should have been in from the start because it would have made it easier for everybody else on the field too. You know, well, I, think it, it was a plan. Kind of, I think another kind of disappointing aspect of things in uh, was uh, the use of our tight ends. Uh, in pass protection and in blocking in general, I didn't think we utilised them very well. And in the passing game, like uh, the guy we got, uh, CJ, he didn't have a catch for the game. I don't know if he played too many snaps or not. Very, very little. Yeah, and then you'd Conklin, I think he'd um, 
he'd maybe two catches, had he? He definitely had one, I recall, but maybe I'm not yeah. sure he had two catches. Again, he had a fumble, kind of he had a fumble and he did a touchdown catch, and I think he'd catch before that. But the other thing is about Conklin, he's not really blocking tight end, where Usuma is a block of tight end. Like, I think he can do a job, and I, I, I looked it up last year. I think he was uh, eighth best block and tight end in the NFL last year, something like that. Like uh, he was actually quite high up, and that's what uh, why he kind of stayed off the radar for a couple of years prior in terms of production was because that's what he was doing predominantly for Minnesota was blocking. When um, I think um, the guy left uh, from Notre Dame that went to the Giants, he's with boy. Um, the the former tight end I know he can't remember his name off the top of my head, but when he left, that's when he kind of when uh, Conklin started getting a bit of production in in the passing game, like as a catch up. So like yeah, I think he's got the ability to catch passes, but yeah, I think his kind of foundations is in that blocking area. And so yeah, like I was kind of expecting it from both, but like again, I don't think maybe the schemes that were being used on the plays were actually right to use them in the right way, if you get me. Like, they, they seem like a lot of play designs where, you know, like, they're staying in and blocking and really not doing a good job because somebody's coming inside the right tackle or else, you know, they don't seem to have been running too many plays where they were chipping on the pass rushers on the way out for a pass or things like that. You know, it looked very kind of, yeah, very simple, I guess, like plays for the for the tight ends appeared, you know. But yeah, like overall, like I, I do even think like the, the very first time Carter touched the ball and ran for twelve yards on the first play, you were thinking the running game's going to be good today. And again, they had a few little flashes, but yeah, there was just no kind of gain in anything there. With particularly, I think as well when you know how to say as a defense, you've got probably one of the most immobile quarterbacks playing in the NFL today kind of like key off on it's uh it's gonna be tough on the O line in in that scenario. I think when Wilson is back there behind behind the O line, his movement alone will give you know, maybe an extra two seconds of uh, protection there. So moving forward I see the O line improving just kind of like what they did last season. On defence, yeah, I liked what they did. I think they kept the game close. I think they played with a lot of heart on that side of the ball as well. Linebackers actually impressed me quite a lot. Uh, Quincy Williams was very, very good. CJ Mosley too. Quan uh, Alexander, I think, had a very, very good game. So that, that, that trio looked to be working really, really well. Uh, Quinn and Williams showed up a little bit. Nice to see uh, our rookie Johnson get a sack. Uh, I suppose yeah. just maybe the negative there is uh, our other pass rusher uh, was kind of um, lost. You know, yeah, he was he was uh, invisible for most of the game. Like uh, he was going up against it. Like as much as you talk about, well, we expect that with our own line. Uh, Baltimore was also missing their left tackle. Cool. So he was up against you know yeah, but like he yeah. was up against like basically backup guys and didn't really register. Yeah, so like when you're paying him. When you're paying him $15 million a year and that's his first game for the Jets after a year-long wait against a backup tackle, you kind of expect a little bit more than one tackle for the game, you know? Exactly. I don't know if it was rotation or what because uh, according to Salah, he's going to rotate the defensive line massively, but to me, for me, a $15 million a year out or the end that's supposed to be the bees. 
he didn't look like he was getting all that much pressure. I, I don't know if it was the system that they were running where they were getting around the edges and they were standing waiting for uh, the, the quarterback to run. I don't know if that was the reason why the ball going in, um, you know, with their ears pinned back. But like that, um, I thought now when it came to the defense, I thought in, in spells they were very, very good. We had um, like like that sauce on the outside rookie. We read that come back from injury. Nice interception. Nice way to honor his father with you know taking a knee in the middle of the the field after losing his father mm-hmm. before the game. Um, I thought the weakest point on the defense was the safety. I thought Joiner with the silly pe- silly penalties where like the ball was near him and he ran into the ran into the wide receiver caused a major penalty that ended up going in for a touchdown afterwards. But he looked lost a few times. Um, I think that's where teams could um, hurt us this year. But. Uh, yeah, I, I I I enjoy watching the defense for for a change. Like you look at the defense last year, we're absolute shite. Where this year they're after stepping up big time. Yeah, it was delightful for them. Uh, hard, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it was uh, like um, Alexander, I thought in in the middle looked very lively. Um, JJ coming off the edge looked fast, and he looked like he'd a bend coming around the edge, which which was exciting to see. But like that after that. Nobody was getting around the edge after that sack. Um, just said like two left tackles gone out of the game for for Baltimore. Why weren't pinning the rears and just coming around that side? I don't know. But it's a head scratching game. Front seven, Ian, like of the front seven, you, you know what I mean. There were six guys that probably performed up to what you expected and probably exceeded a little bit, like yeah. the three linebackers for me. But like that, like sort of. Right, uh, defensive end position like that pass rushing position just didn't really produce when you would have expected it to do so. You know, like he is a kind of a player that we've all been sold is this great, great pass rushing that's gonna like, how would you say, finish off our D line and he kind of just looked like he didn't show up. Like I agree with you as well with the safeties. I thought, I thought in the run game we were actually very, very good as a as a defense. You know, like yeah. I, 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 you see as well, like they were playing a lot of like the linebackers were playing a bit of read and react on things as well. And I think there was a couple of occasions where I noticed that the two of the guys were kind of spying on the quarterback as well from that position. You know, and yeah, he wasn't a factor really in the on the ground. You know, yeah. he did kind of the damage through the air, which is probably what he wants to do to prove that he's a quarterback. But again, yeah, like I think in past defense, we gave up three and that's kind of like on all the guys, you know, like, yeah, Reed, I think fantastic interception, um, given the fact that his dad did just pass before the game. Uh, like I, I like what we're doing on the outside. I think the safety position could potentially be weak in the passing game, but yeah. Joyner's not a bad player. Like, you, you know, like, I recall him years and years ago with Florida State, really, really good. He's uh, got a, an eye for the ball, like, you know, so while he may give up the odd play and stuff like that, he is the type of player that, you know, when he gets his head around, can pick off passes. And, you know, if we recall last year as well, Ian, it was a good few weeks before we had an interception, like, from a cornerback. I think it was, like, week 14 before we actually had one. So, like, to get one week one from the new corner as 
well given the circumstances was was great to see. Yeah. The other thing is looking at and I stood up from a few times is Brandon Mann, this the punter. He had an awful lot, an awful shank at the ball, twenty yards, cost the Jets like that. Ravens went in, got a touchdown now of another mistake. Like two big mistakes cost the Jets two big touchdowns. Um he seems it's it's I think he's he's not skating on thin ice now at the moment, but his first season he was pretty decent and I liked him coming out of college. Jets drafted him. He was probably the top punter that year, but like that, if he doesn't pull his socks off, he's he's going to be shipped out of here because the Jets are after bringing in a punter on 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 the practice squad today. But there was just too many simple mistakes that cost the Jets. Like I understand the uh, Hall dropped the ball and cost the Jets um, uh, a touchdown. Um, Carter dropping the ball for another touchdown. You know, simple mistakes, concentration, and I I know people are going to say stop with the same old Jets, but you're not going to change that narrative until they start winning, and you're not going to start winning games until they stop making silly mistakes. So, the, and the other thing is, is on the head coach, but I think a lot of it's on the head coach, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I think like I'm. I'm like he's convinced me yet as like on the line. I mean, you know what I mean. During yeah. a game, he hasn't convinced yeah. me. He ha- hasn't convinced me away from that either. But like, I think he makes a few questionable calls and decisions. I think between himself and the floor in terms of like, look, we can't really judge the offense until Wilson is back. Flacco's yeah. like a stopgap for a couple of weeks, and you know anybody that underperforms that that can be used as an excuse, and maybe rightfully so, given the differences in both players. But yeah, I, I'm looking at like Salah, like did, did they call a game on offense to put the Jets in a position to win? You know, like don't get me wrong, I know they did a couple of drop passes in the end zone, uh, missed field goals, like the score probably would have been a lot closer, you know, had we have like done what we were supposed to do elsewhere other than quarterback and offense. But yeah, I'm just still looking at like him as a, like a head coach on the line. And sometimes it just ha- has that feeling that he looks a little bit lost. Do you know, you know what it is, Rich? Oh, not, Do you know what? Lost. It's not it's lost. More than he, he, he doesn't have that creativity that's required at certain times. Yeah. The play calling seems to be very bland or expected. You know, the, yeah. we're not really doing that. Like last year, we we made a few nice uh, end arounds and things like that when when we were basically the season was over. The coach looked like he started to take risks. I, I don't think he took any risks. No. Uh, week one, and and like to win it, he probably needed to. Yeah, the other thing is, and I I, I was looking at the TV and I said it, I said it, so the wife said, why? Like it was fourth and one after Wilson got him the one, like the minus one yard. Why didn't he go for it? There was another play before that where they were three yards short. Go for it. Show show like show you that you have a backbone, a pair of balls, like. For me, it's it smells of Todd Bowles again, where Todd Bowles just punt, 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 punt. Uh, and I don't know if it's a defensive coordinator thing, where if you look around the league and offensive coordinators, head coaches, they go for it. They always go for it, fourth and one. Um, the Jets needed a spark. He didn't give them a spark in that game. I think... When it comes to even vets, 
he seems to give a shit more about vets than he does about rookies that like Wilson is playing with his hair on fire. Uh, Moore was playing with his hair on fire. Um, I thought Hall looked okay. I thought Carter looked really good running ball. He looked a bit lost in pass protection because he, he he's small. Yeah, he got the wrong spot. Where yeah. I think one big mistake during the summer was letting Coleman walk, where that's Coleman is very good at pass protection. Um, I just even these one liners coming out with all these one liners is starting to you know weird in on me. I'll give you a one liner. No more excuses. There's a one liner. Yeah, well, I think a lot like. To me, uh, he's still kind of at the stage where he's playing to the press, if you get me. Like, he's doing what he feels he should be doing in front of the media, which I don't think is actually helping him at all. Like, you know, like, he would come out after the game and was, like, saying, I'm taking names, this and yeah, that. Yeah, taking the I'm mocking it. You know, like, uh, we just witnessed the game. Of course, people are going to mock you. You know what I mean? If you want stop the people to stop mocking you, stop coming out and playing like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's the bottom line. All this all gas, it's like they hit a wall when they needed to break, you know, that type of way? Like, and, right. you know, that's kind of the way it's going. Is that, like, so you so say all gas, pure shite. Yeah, like, it, you kind of need to step up yourself as a, like, I get, like, you don't go out to the media and say that to the media. If you're going to do that with anything, you do that to your team and not let the media know. That's how it's effective to use as Thank a head you, coach. Rich. But telling fans and people in the media this, it's just like he's whinging, really. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of what he's doing. And he's like offended that people could look at what, what he put out week one and went, oh, we, 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 we give them a bit of respect because they look good here and there. Yeah, they did in phases, but they still need to win games and put it together. Yeah. And as a team, they're not doing that. And, the book kind of stops with him. Yeah. The other thing is, Rich, last year he was a rookie head coach. He had a rookie defense coordinator, rookie offensive coordinator. That year is gone. This year is his second year, and he can he, he has to be he has to take accountability for his actions. Like, if, if we're going out there and playing bland football, it doesn't scale with me. So, right, let's have a look at the next game. Um, the Browns. We're on the road to the Browns uh, this weekend. Um, where do you start? <laughs> well, <laughs> if Miles Garrett plays and is on farm, we're kind of screwed, you know? Exactly. Especially, given what way we yeah. played this weekend. Like, you know, as, uh, as much as the Ravens might have a good D-line, and I'm not saying that they don't, uh, Cleveland Browns D-line is probably should be actually a lot better than Baltimore's. You know, um, if that is the case, we could be in for a long day. But at the same time, on paper, you look at it, and if we do actually perform and get the ball out and, you know, trick it around a bit, it's a game we can win. And, yeah, it's just I'm not confident that Salah's going to – I think Salah's going to play Carl off going to instruct kind of play calls to hold the fort type of thing until Wilson is back. That's yeah. that's the feel I got from week one. I don't know whether he can afford to do that. I think uh, this is kind of the games where when Wilson is missing, he can actually probably take a few more risks and say, oh, well, you know what? He, we weren't expecting to win really some of these games with our backup quarterback. So this is where we blooded new guys in doing different things to try and like, you know, nab an extra win or two over the season. Like, 
why not? You know, you go out and play bland football with bland, play Colin with a bland quarterback, you're going to get very bland results. And, yeah. you know, you don't want to be coming out of four games 0-4. That's the way I kind of look at it. So they kind of have to take chances this week, will they? I'm, I'm doubtful. Exactly. Like for me, even listening to Joe Flacco coming out and saying the, the huddle was very quiet, um, of course it was very quiet. You looked like a deer in the headlights. And like he he's a he has a quiet demeanor. But when the Jets are struggling and they're looking around for a spark and you're not giving them a spark as a head coach, you're not giving them a spark as a a, a QB, a back QB, what do you expect? Yeah. So like, like that's the thing is I mean like not that we got much view from on the sidelines uh, during the game from what, what I was watching but like there was no real major sort of like you know emotion been shown like in terms of like passion positive passion shall we say what yeah. we kind of expect from Salah so like like now maybe when you were at the game you could see things when but like I suppose on offense there wasn't a lot of things for him to be happy about. We didn't really move the ball very well for quite a long time. So on defense, yeah, I did see him be a bit more animated and g up the the, the guys. But yeah, he kind of needs to have that for the offense too. And I know it's a two way thing, but if the offense ain't performing, he's the one that kind of needs to go in and g them up if needed, the way he would do to the defense. So. Yeah, it'd be just as I said, it's just interesting to see with particularly with him how he approaches the game this week. Yeah, the only thing is the um, Cleveland Browns offense doesn't really scare me. They have a good run game. They don't have really re- receivers. They have an, an okay tight end. They have an okay backup quarterback, but their defensive line that scares me, especially after seeing the. The offensive line struggled the way they did at the last weekend. But like that, I can't blame the offensive line because they didn't get time to gel over the summer. Then Fant got screwed around. And then the new Beckham was coming back from serious injury from a year out. They never really, you know, brought in depth, looked at bringing in depth, apart from uh, Max Williams. Wilson. Williams? Yeah. And to be honest, fourth round pick, senior coming out of college, I thought he played well. I think uh, where we may have a little bit of an advantage on defence this week, Ian, if you actually look at Jacoby Brissett, he's quite similar to probably prepare for, uh, as we did in week one in Baltimore, as in that uh, he probably wants to sit in the pocket a bit more and pass, but he can run and, you know, take big chunks of yardage when he does. Uh, So in that sense, I do feel... Defensively, we're probably well prepared for the quarterback. Uh, I think this week is probably on defense where I'll be interested in seeing is how we actually do against the run game because they probably have two of the better running back, like as a duo, but certainly in the top two duos in the NFL for me. Good offense. I think Hunt could probably be a starter on probably another 20 teams in the NFL, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, like how we perform against them because that I think will be tiring rotation wise. Are we going to sort of, um, you know, maybe try and stiffen it up in the middle a bit more with playing less nickel fronts and having three linebackers in the whole time? 
maybe rest in the pass rushers for bigger guys, maybe Franklin Myers on the outside a bit more or something like that could be an option. Like, uh, I suppose the one thing I didn't really envisage seeing was uh, Solomon Thomas as a starter the, the other night as well. I, I actually think he did well holding the inside of that line, uh, particularly against the run. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we get on against the run this week because they do have two of the better running back tandems in the, in the NFL. Like, I, as I said, both guys are, are well up there in the rankings for me. Yeah. Well, for me, looking at this game, I'm, I'm looking to see Salah give more reps to Wilson Moore on the pitch together. Um, I want, I want him to see, see him get on Usama and, um, Dieter, tight end, what's this? Tyler Conklin. Yeah, Tyler Conklin. I want to see, the, see him getting the two of them on, on, on the field at the same time. Um, the running backs, I'm not really concerned about the running backs, um, but like my biggest concern on offense is Joe Flacco holding on the ball and just doing everything in slow motion. Um, that's my biggest fear in this game because Miles Garrett is just going to eat him alive if he's going to do that. Um, is this the week then to try and establish our run game, Ian, like, and stick with it? Yeah, but like, I don't understand why they went to ref in the run game because on the outside, they were actually getting really good yardage. I know they weren't getting much up the middle. The, the, um, the Ravens were very stingy. Um, but the other thing is, they went away from the run. And I think he had, I can't remember the stats, but he had serious, serious number of throws. Ooh. Oh, yeah, over 50. He might have been the, the highest amount of throws ever he has in a game for his <laughs> career. He was the third highest. But like that, I think it was 59, I'm not sure. But like that, get back to the run game. Get back to the ground and pound. Get the ball out quick. Like, when you, I remember watching Tom Brady up in New England. I hate talking about him, but every time the Jets put pressure on Tom Brady, it was the dink and dunk. Um, quick release. Get the ball out to the running backs for slot receivers. And there wasn't enough of that in the last game. If you set up, let's just say, with uh, Wilson on the outside with Davis and Moore uh, in the slot, with one of the tight ends there. Like, there are options for a quick pass to sort of audible into a run of ice. You know what I mean? Like, just having those three guys on the field at once kind of automatically means your run game or your pass game is going to be respected, which in turn should in theory open up more holes in the run game. So, like, yeah, you might have to just rely more on the O-line to actually block and open up holes if you can move the tight end around or whatever, you know what I mean, uh, or, or pull a guard here and there, you know, get a bit creative for it. And, like, you know, like you talk about Miles Garrett, and I talk about him too. Like, I know what pass rushers don't like. Uh, pass rushers don't like, you know, getting steamrolled by a guard who's pulling and things like that, you know, yeah. when he's already engaged with uh, with, the, with the tackle. You know, the more physical you are with them, good players, the less effective they can be. And I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think if we run the ball and can get the run game going, like it's at there are good players I'd, I'd kind of run at if you get me, just to to make them a, a bit more ineffective in in the sort of area where they do usually excel. So 
<laughs> yeah, that's another reason why I'd like to see the run game getting yeah. off. And then we have two young guys that, in theory, should be able to run the, 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 the ball all game. Yeah, the other thing is, Rich, Joe Flacco's a vet quarterback. He should know more. Like, if you're going up against a guy on a defensive line that has, uh, um, oh, my head, um, an elite pass rusher, uh, what's his face? Yeah. If you have a guy like that coming at you and you're two and five, one and five, right? Three and five. Okay? Try and get him to jump off. Start going yeah. on, on, on two instead of going on one. You know? Like Tom Brady used to do that the whole time. And everybody used to jump. Like, they, you know, like uh, just when you are saying Aaron Rodgers does that. Things like that. But do you think uh, Flacco has the power to kind of audible from a pass to a run? Like, or did you witness it really uh, in week one? I can't really say no. that I, I I noticed it too often. Uh, no, because yeah, he looked like, like he was like But yeah, that's what I was just going to say. One of the t- kind of qualities he should have is the ability at his stage of his career to read the defence. Yeah. So if he knows that you're better off audible and from a run to a pass, maybe he's not executing. I don't know, but like you know, there has to be times as well where it's 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 good for, to audible from a pass to a run play to then take advantage of it. And maybe that was the fourth play of the game with Carter's twelve yard run. Who knows? But yeah, I just kind of think uh, that expectation level doesn't appear to be met either with Flacco coming in there. And that's probably the one thing he should bring you is the knowledge to know what better off passing here than running the ball or vice versa. Yeah, it's even when you look at Aaron Rodgers or you look at Manning when they stepped up to the to behind the centre and they're looking around and they're, talk, they're giving it all the, you know, all the app and, and they go on two instead of one. Like, I don't understand why a vet like that doesn't have the cop on to do that. Like, if you, if you go on two and Miles Garrett jumps, you get a flag, right? Yeah. That's, that's an extra down. It's, it's, it's an extra player or whatever. Um, Yardish as well. He's not going to do it. He, he, he's not going to pin his ears back as much. He's going to learn his lesson, especially if he's going to get caught twice or three times. Though. Do you think uh, this week he kind of has to take a few shots? Like, I mean, uh, if you're the uh, completions to Garrett Wilson there in the last game, he had a bit of space to move after uh, the play. Uh, I think a few of his passes to Davis, he was probably a bit better covered as in, like, he didn't really have too much chance of a yard after the catch. But more as well, like, his potential for yards after the catch is huge. And... I kind of felt he was a little bit underutilised in that area. <clears throat> he didn't get the ball in space at all. Like, you know, he had a lot of contested catches for the game as well. So, you know, I think, um, you know, if Flacco can be clever enough or the offensive coordinator can design a few plays to get those two guys into space with, with regards to maybe a three-step drop for Flacco getting the ball out within two, two and a half seconds yeah. and nullify the pass rush in that way, then you also create the ability to run the ball on top of that because that's something that Cleveland can't win with allowing Flacco to complete quick passes. So they're going to have to change how they're playing them as in cover those guys a bit more and then that in turn should open up the run game. So 
he kind of needs to perform, and I think the head coach needs to have the confidence and the how would you say the ability to let him change it if he if he sees it. Exactly. Like for me, you know, even a two step drop, bang, get the ball out quick. That's like that's how you beat the pass rush. That's how Tom Brady beats the pass rush is two step drops, gets the ball out quick to the running back, out to the slot receiver. You know, it doesn't have to be ten yards plus every time. Even three to five yards throw the ball. They can make up another couple of yards of running it. Just you know, turn around with the ball. They can do dam- damage themselves. It's just keep the ball moving. Keep yeah. If you, your offense has the ball, their offense doesn't, and that's usually a good thing. Do you know what I mean? You have a fresher defense that can come out and hopefully perform better because of it later on in the game. When you know, again, I liked what the defense did, but they did kind of tail off in terms of energy towards the end of the game. Yeah, they spent too long. They spent too long on the field because the offense couldn't yeah. stay on the field. Like everything was yeah. fun, 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 fun. Yeah. And that's another thing as well. Special teams need to up their game for this week as well because they were a big letdown and a big yeah. contributing factor to the loss this week. Yeah, because I was expecting a lot more from man, even though I was standing up from the last couple of weeks. Um, so it's, it's up to him, you know, to pull up the socks as well. But you know, like, that's not for bulk kickers. The vast majority of the issues is between the ears. Do you know what I mean? That's even Greg Delay to get right. Greg Greg Delay, the kicker, misses two kicks. Yeah, like that's not good enough. No, no. Like I I think to win, like uh, while we are at our stage of team development, we kind of need to have a perfect week. To, to win games and if we do have a perfect week I think we will win lots of games and we'll win some of them very very well I think we'll win games when we're less than perfect too but I think we have to be close with every game to be competitive you know and I, I think we were a bit off it this week yeah um, yeah Just I, I was very frustrated like, I was dropping F bombs everywhere went into work the next day pretty pissed off um, do you know what like us Jeff fans, like we're 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 crazy loyal fans, but at the moment we're starving for wins. And with um, Salah coming out with all these one liners and he's collecting receipts, that doesn't help. I think, like looking at as a fan, yeah, we do want wins, but, but we want to see progress. And I, on defense, definitely. I think we definitely saw progress week one. I think week two, it's up to the offense and particularly special teams as well to show a bit of progress. But I think as the season goes on, we will show plenty of it. Like players, rookies and stuff like that will hopefully develop as the season goes because they'll be having a lot of responsibility put on them. Do you know what I liked as well on defense and offense? Looking at the players, we were fast. We played fast. I know Joe Flacco wasn't getting the ball out fast, and it looked like uh, he tackled well too. Actually, yeah, exactly, and it looked like the offense was in slow motion at times. But that was that was Joe Flacco. Where you looked at Wilson, you looked at more when they got on the pitch. Um, they looked fast. Yeah, I think uh, that Car- holds Car- good as well this weekend. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Like last year, they didn't play fast on defense. We were pretty shit on defense, pretty shit on offense. Um, 
But this year, you can see the speed is there. You can see the players are there. So, like that, as I said, no more excuses. Get out there and win. Any predictions, Danny, for the, for the game this weekend? I'd love to say a win. But with Joe Flacco behind the centre, I just go for another loss. I just I don't believe Joe Flacco at the moment. I think he's he's our Achilles heel. I'm going to keep positive and go with a maybe 21 to 17 win for the Jets. I think uh, I hope they're right. our run game could be good, and if we can stop their run game, it will go a long way to helping us win and. Yeah, like I think it'll be a struggle to do it, but I think we have a defense capable of doing it. I think particularly with Alexander and CJ there, and Williams seems to like play let, like he's hairs on fire too. So yeah. that might hold well for us on the defense too. Yeah, uh, look, Robert Sala, get out there and prove me wrong. That's all I can say. Um, so that brings us to We're the taking show. his receipt. Damn right. <laughs> this is bringing us to the end of the show so it's long for me it's long for me Sports Social Podcast Network